From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, July 28th. Let's take a trip back in time, the very early 90s in Moab. There's a fresh generation of mountain bikers who have figured out this is the place to be. They can bike, they can camp, pretty much wherever they want, actually, at that time, especially on River Road. This big bend was there. It was known as Moose Park at the time. Jennifer Jones is involved in all things recreation at the Bureau of Land Management's Moab Field Office. We're speaking at a brand new day-use area along the River Road. There's a beautiful view of the Colorado in front of us. For folks that have been in the area, in and around the area, they may remember the tamarisk thickets that were everything from the King's Bottom area to Grand Staff to Goose Island to this whole corridor. Jones has been in the Four Corners region for more than two decades. And she's taking us back in time because I asked her about the future, what she thinks visitation impacts will be like in a decade. I think if we don't continue to try to get a handle on it, we will be run over more than we already are. And I guess I will look back a little bit because I have that that history more than a crystal ball to look into the future. When you look in the the early 90s, uh, the state of Utah had serious concerns and approached the Bureau of Land Management about all the dispersed camping along this corridor, uh, State Route 128. Back then, trash was everywhere. Human waste piling up. The Deseret News came out with an article Jones still remembers. The headline? Moab dislikes the smell of success. The article goes on to say, quote, human waste turning river areas into cesspools. Perhaps a tad dramatic, but so was the problem at the time. Soon, a local blue ribbon committee formed. They studied the impacts of increased visitation on natural resources in this river corridor. They made camping recommendations, working with the BLM to develop campgrounds, restricting camping to certain areas. Plus, they installed toilets. The strategy sounds very familiar. So it's just another chapter. I don't mean to belittle it at all, right? But it's another chapter and another opportunity to address the challenges that we have. That chapter is being written right now. Camping is exploding in areas across the county that just did not see this type of visitation decades ago. We're talking far out places like the county's northeast corner in Utah Rims, along the river south of Westwater, and out east near Labyrinth Canyon and Gemini Bridges. The last time the BLM made camping rules in some of these areas was about 15 years ago, in 2008. Okay, in 2008, we were seeing 1.6 million visitors, whereas in 2019, we were seeing 3 million. So basically a double, double fold of what's going on in the area. And what's going on is dispersed camping. There are some designated campsites in these places, But the federal agency has noticed people more often dispersing themselves outside of them. Maybe local campgrounds were full, so visitors looked for a different spot. Or maybe they just wanted a private area. Whatever it is, what happens is visitors start encroaching on natural resources, like native vegetation and wildlife habitat. If you want to disperse camp, you probably want it to be pretty, and you want to have a view, and you might not want to have neighbors right on top of you. So our intent is really to improve the recreation experience. Um, while also providing unique opportunities for folks. Not, not everybody wants to be in a developed campground. We certainly understand that. But we also don't want to see the resource suffer from a, a limited management. 
So the agency is now looking at new camping rules for three places, Utah Rims, Two Rivers, and the Labyrinth Gemini Bridges areas. First, they want to take inventory of where people are dispersed camping in those zones. Then they'll designate official sites that have, quote, minimal resource impact. The ones that don't get designated would be reseeded and restored and off limits. The, the BLM has, has set out very specific criteria for when they go and inventory the existing dispersed sites. And so if some of these don't pass these criteria, they're going to get shut down and, and hopefully revegetated and, and restored to their natural condition. Colin Topper, chair of the Grand County Trail Mix Committee, they advise the county commission on all things non-motorized recreation. They've weighed in on these camping plans because Topper says trails, camping, they're incredibly intertwined. The dispersed camping is informed by trails. Dispersed camping tends to show up where there is good access to trails. And so it's a very uh, relevant issue to us. In a letter to the Grand County Commission, Trailmix says they want to see the BLM go further. The three areas potentially slated for new rules total about 146,000 acres. That's out of 1.8 million managed by the Moab Field Office. Trailmix wants the federal agency to extend the boundaries a bit to account for more places people might seek out dispersed camping. The issue that you run into is if, if you start putting regulations on certain areas, you're going to start running into a displacement effect where people are going to push people further out and and into a delicate resource or a delicate ecosystem. And so we did ask in our letter that they consider extending some of their boundaries. You know, we all know that as, as visitation continues to increase, people are just going to find new areas to camp in a dispersed fashion. And so why not get ahead of that and create a bigger area where the sites are designated? Other than wanting them to go further, Topper says Grand County Trail Mix is very supportive of the BLM's plan. Limiting camping only to designated sites in those areas, he says, is positive. Campers would also be required to use their own portable toilet system and fire pans, and they would not be allowed to collect firewood. On a personal level, I don't feel like it's too much to ask people to have toilet systems and fire pans and to, you know, in our very delicate desert ecosystem to not be collecting firewood, and even if it's dead and down. In their letter supporting the regulations, the Grand County Commission said, quote, the default camp anywhere you want management strategy is no longer viable. The BLM's own documents say that camping pressure has been especially acute over the past two years, due in part to the pandemic. You know, we had those beautiful, just absolutely silent couple of months when town was closed down, and uh, and then things just went crazy again as this, like, pendulum swinging back. And now things have kind of restored themselves to pre-pandemic years. I mean, who knows where it's going to go? Um, but I do know that with regulations there is a, a very good possibility and, and very much the intention of creating a better user experience for everybody, for that person and for all the people who are going to camp in that spot after that. This is a theme in neighboring communities, too. Just across the border in Colorado, the BLM's Grand Junction office recently restricted camping to designated campgrounds and campsites in Rabbit Valley. That's directly adjacent to the Utah Rims area. I could say in the West, but that's just what I'm more familiar with. I would guess throughout the country, we've seen an increase in interest of outdoor recreation, whether it's on general public lands managed by the Bureau of Land Management or at state parks or at national parks 
or whatever little pocket parks are in between. And that's fantastic. People are getting outside, they're recreating, um, whether it's something as simple as enjoying the wildlife or watching the clouds roll by or extreme recreation. Um, it's all there and that's, that's positive. Just challenging. <laughs> Making more rules around dispersed camping is just one of the solutions the BLM has offered to meet these challenges. They're also betting education and outreach campaigns will play an important role. That's because you can make the rules, but people still might not be aware of them. Uh, We worked with a, a local company to create a couple of stickers. Jones hands me one of them that says, love your public lands, own your impact. So that allows us the opportunity to have an exchange with folks when we're out in the field and it's a way to be less confrontational with that exchange of a sticker and sharing that information so hopefully not only do they hear it but then they take the sticker they put it somewhere on their on their cooler on their car on their what have you and it reminds them of what owning your impact means. The public comment period for the BLM's dispersed camping proposals ended in June. They now have about 600 comments to wade through and respond to. The process is slow, but Jones says it is moving. We've certainly seen a large amount of support for uh, limiting dispersed camping to designated sites and defining those designated sites to prevent that future growth or encroachment into the natural resources. I think there are also a sizable number of comments that are not in favor of it. And it's very important for folks that have opinions to share those with us, and we welcome those. Jones says the town has been here before. Maybe not at this scale, but Moab has dealt with visitor impact issues ever since those first mountain bikers rolled into town. Topper, like Jones, has been in Moab for a couple decades. He says he tries not to get into a negative headspace about the visitation and growth because he does see some, quote, wonderful things happening. And being in a place slightly more regulated because of the amount of visitors could also be seen as an opportunity. You know, we are we have this unique opportunity with all these people visiting Moab to teach them to be stewards of the trails and stewards of the land. And, and so... You know, if, if people are coming down here and, and because of these regulations are carrying their own toilet system or, you know, have a fire pan in their camping rig or get out of the habit of expecting to be able to walk around and collect firewood or, you know, pulling down limbs off junipers, I, you know, then uh, we're creating better campers wherever they go, in my mind. And so I think that's a really important and great opportunity. For more on the potential dispersed camping rules for Utah Rims, Two Rivers, and the Labyrinth Gemini Bridges areas, find the show notes of today's news. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, July 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.